Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Milwaukee, start your engines. It's time to talk about all things racing. NASCAR, IndyCar, sports cars, and Formula One. This is the Final Inspection Show, presented by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove. Now, here's your host, Steve Zaki. And welcome back to the Final Inspection Show, brought to you by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove. They are open today. Weather has warmed up a bit. Uh, they were closed yesterday due to weather concerns, but they are open today, so make sure you check out GreatLakesDragway.com. Also, check them out on Facebook at Great Lakes Dragway, and also David Hobbs Honda. Make sure to check out DavidHobbs.com for the best in new and used vehicles at DavidHobbs.com. And joining us on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline from jolly old England, it is David Hobbs. Welcome to the show, sir. Hi there, Steve. Hi, everybody. Nice to be on the show again. Hope you're having uh, a good day over there in Wisconsin. Yeah, the the sun is out, and uh, I'm assuming the sun is uh, probably setting where you're at. Well, it set about an hour and a half ago, two hours ago, actually, now. Um, it gets rather dark here. Don't forget, we're seven or 800 miles further north than you are. Um, and it's what I consider to be cool, but uh, the locals don't. And, of course, there's nothing like as cool as you are going to be this week, I gather. Yeah, we got the the, the dreaded polar vortex coming in. Uh, so it uh, is what? Is it 7 o'clock there or 8 o'clock? 7 o'clock. 7 o'clock, okay. Yeah, we're six hours ahead of uh, Central, five hours ahead of Eastern, yeah. Okay, uh, very good. Yeah. So what was and, your uh, reaction when you heard the news that Roger Penske was purchasing uh, not only yeah. the Indianapolis Motor Speedway but also IndyCar? I at first I, I, I saw a tweet. Um, actually, it was from Scott Allerton, you know, who used to run him. So, mm-hmm. so I guess it would have some weight. But even so, I still kind of couldn't believe that because the thing about when, when you're following Twitter, you never know whether you're following the real one or somebody's faking it. But I I saw that and I thought I hadn't heard anything about it. Nothing coming up to it. You know, no hint. Um, I think it's absolutely fantastic. Um, and I think it's it's certainly going to be good news for the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, for sure. I mean, I just can't see any downside at all. Um, because, you know, the Holman family have run this place very successfully for 74 years. Um, but, you know, with the exception of Tony George himself, um, nobody there has the expertise that Roger and his entire management uh, crew have got. So I think it's a fantastic. For IndyCar racing, obviously, I don't see many downsides there other than, of course, the usual as lurking in the wings, the old conflict of interest job. Mm-hmm. Um, 
runs anywhere from sort of three to four cars um, or five, depending on where he is. And so I imagine some of his competitors are a bit nervous. Um, uh, but I think, on the other hand, I mean, really, who better to run? I mean, Chamkar was pretty damn successful in his, in his career. And, um, you know, Roger was one of the guiding lights behind that. Um, but you've always got to keep an arm's length. So somewhere along the line, they're going to have to get in, you know, management to run it or to run the series. Um, and they're always going to be looking over their shoulder to see if Mr. Penske thinks it's okay. But generally speaking, I think it's, it's, it's great news for the Speedway. got to be great news for the Speedway. But can you, I mean, I remember being at Indy with Roger. Uh, back in 1971, it was only his second time at Indy. He had yet to win it. He, he that won it the next the year after. Um, and um, I mean, he, even he was pretty overawed with the whole thing about Indy. You know, we've got to get there early, guys, because it's going to be crowded. And we're all saying, yeah, right, yeah. Well, because we got there about eight o'clock on uh, qualifying morning, first weekend qualifying. I couldn't believe the crowd. I mean, the whole thing just absolutely took me completely by surprise. Um, you know, I couldn't have believed this place. And I don't think even Roger then could have even had the vaguest thought in the back of his, even in the back of his mind, that one day I'm going to buy this. I mean, it's so big, so impressive. It's one of those things that you just sort of don't generally in, the, in your normal lexicon of thinking you don't normally think oh one of these days i'll buy this place. <laughs> i'm just not the sort of place that you just pop up and buy right and i think i think you 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 certainly have the unique uh, insight on it because you worked uh worked for him for a period of time and one thing about roger is that he's able to he has the ability to surround himself with very very good people he's not intimidating or he's, he's not intimidated by 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 bringing in smart people, you know, you've heard stories about somebody always, you know, is afraid to bring in somebody smarter than him, you know, than, than somebody, you know, in other organizations or whether it's in sports or whatever, but that's not, not the case with Roger. And, uh, just w w what's your thought on, you know, the, with the people he's been able to surround himself throughout the years? Well, of course, you know, Roger's one of that engenders loyalty. You know, when you work for Roger, you, you feel loyal to him because he treats everybody really, really well. Um, I mean, he doesn't cheat you. He doesn't fool around. Um, you know, I mean, I know he's a bit of a fan of Donald Trump, but he's about as different sure. a person as you could possibly be because he is absolutely honest, dead straightforward. And everybody that's worked for him works for him for years. And if they're, if they're good and they do their job, I mean, they end up working for him for years. And then when they finished, um, he he gives them something else to do, you know, in their retirement. Hey, how would you like to do, you know, run something down in, where do you want to live? Oh, you want to live in Idaho? Okay, well, well why don't we start it, you know. What do you want to do, tire? You like tire? Well, I'll start a tire store. You can run it, blah, you know. I mean, he, he really, really, really looks after people, and I haven't met anybody that worked for Roger who doesn't really appreciate having worked for Roger, um, and he appreciates them. I mean, I, not, I don't think many people know, but he is the biggest car dealer over here in the United Kingdom now. He's got something like 100 dealerships here in the UK. Huh. I happen to know a couple of people 
who know very well people who work for some of Roger's stores here. He bought a big Jaguar group called the Guy Salmon Group, and they had Jaguar stores up in the north of England and in the south. And, you know, don't forget when we talk about England, we've got 60 million people here, but we're only talking about a country that's just a hair bigger than, like, Wisconsin. Um, and they, he comes in there, you know, get there at 8 o'clock in the morning, gets off his jet in Birmingham Airport, goes down to the dealership in Coventry, comes waltzing in the door about 8 o'clock in the morning, looking like um, he's been sleeping for, you know, 20 hours, looks perfectly good. And they all they all love working for him. They think he's the best boss they've ever had. Um, and I remember being asked when I drove from an indie, you know, somebody said to me, who was a writer, said to me, he's very difficult to work for, isn't he? And I said, I'll tell you what, he's the easiest bloke I've ever driven for because you know exactly what he wants. He wants you to do as well as you can, um, do the best you can for the company, do the best you can in the car, don't crash it, obviously, uh, and do your best to win. I said, <clears throat> doesn't get much simpler than that, really. Um, and that's true. Yeah, I mean, he's a great guy to work for, and I know that he'll find himself tremendous management team to run the Speedway, and to run the series. You know, obviously there's a couple of very good guys there already. Right. Um, and I'm sure he'll add to them. Uh, I, I don't see him replacing anybody uh, on that side of things at the moment. Uh, it obviously depends how well they all get on together, um, which is the key. But to go right back to what you said at the beginning, Roger is one of these guys who has an absolutely uncanny ability to choose the right people. And okay, he might run through a few people he gets the right one and they're going to be a bit dissatisfied with the way he performs but the fact is he knows what he's looking for and once he's found it if you just continue to do a great job you can you couldn't work for a better bloke yeah the, you know i've i've been to i've been to a couple of media uh functions you know hosted by roger and you you'll be sitting at the table You'll be chatting amongst yourselves. Roger will come over to the table, introduce himself. You know, like I'm Roger Penske. Yes, we all know that. You know, and <laughs> yeah. he'll 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 say hi to every single person at that table, and all you know, and appreciate you know, thanks for coming, blah blah blah, and then move on to the next table. And every function I've been at, he's always always done that. And I thought it was a neat thing. Where um, was it the fiftieth? anniversary he had a, that function down in charlotte and he invited yeah. all the former drivers including yourself I mean, maybe if you could just spend yeah. a second on that that was a pretty neat deal it was an incredibly neat deal it was um and again well just even before before that <clears throat> in 2009 i was inducted into the motorsports hall of fame of america and as you know at the moment we're all suffering because tom watson who really ran it organized it, started it, ran it so well, passed away just a couple of weeks right. ago, very unexpectedly with tragic loss. And Roger was, was on the board. And I was inducted in 2009. And at the end of the evening, and it used to be in that theater in um, in Detroit, and it was a dinner theater, so down where the stalls in the theater would be was all tables. And, and obviously Mags, Mar Margaret Hobbs came along, and as did Andrew and Austin and, and Greg. And we were all there for the evening. And having got my, you know, my uh, been awarded the Hall of Fame, I'm up on the stage and we're having a, a cocktail uh, with Ron and, and Roger. Come look, hey, Habs, um, how you doing? And he straight away said, 
how's Margaret? I said, well, she's fine. I said, she's sitting down there at that table. And he just spun around on his heel, walked across the stage, went down the steps at the end of the stage, and went over and said, hey, Margaret, how you doing? And, Roger. and I mean, he... Now, I drove for Roger in 1971. We're now talking about 2009. And I don't think he has met Margaret since I drove for him in 1971. And he, and he says, how's Margaret? <laughs> now... Whether he's, you know, whether he's got a great staff, and before he goes to something about it, he says, okay, now, Hobbs is going to be, what's his wife's thing? Um, but, I mean, I thought that was absolutely uncanny. Mm -hmm. And the people in England who work for the dealership find the same thing. He walks in the door, he says, hi, Tom, how you doing? How's your wife? How's Marjorie? How's, what's it, Steve? What's the kid's name? Steve and, Steve and Lucy, is that there? You know, <laughs> one, of one of them's having trouble at school, right? I mean, he knows all that stuff. And I think he does genuinely know it. Yeah. I mean, he's got 40,000 employees now. And he's just picked up a few more. Right. <laughs> with the, with the you know, up to smoke speedway. And he, he seems to know everybody. I mean, I know he can't, but he certainly gives the impression that he knows everybody and their wives. And so... I think the Indianapolis Motor Speedway <clears throat> is in really good hands. Oh, I need a I need a toot your horn for you. Uh, I saw you on the Dale Earnhardt download. Oh, did you? Oh, Fantastic! Yeah. That was a lot of that. That seemed like it was fun. We texted each other. You said you had a blast, and it certainly looked like it. Uh, and he, he yeah, he is. He loves that. Yeah, that, that you know, he mentioned that. Yeah, you know, if he could go back in time, that's the one day he would go back to. Is a '79 uh, Daytona 500 race, and uh, yeah, I thought I, I thought it was fantastic, and we we we've chatted about uh, that race too, and uh, so if you get a chance, uh, make sure you check out the Dale Junior download, and our own Mr. David Hobbs was uh, a guest on there. How, so how much fun was that? It was terrific. Um, he made you feel very comfortable right at home. Um, obviously, he works the same network for NBC now that I did uh, for a long time. And um, so we had a bit in common there. And um, but he, oh boy, he just that Daytona 500. He he said what he said. He said on the show, you know, I played in the car. I played on the on, on the video. Um, he was just so impressed with that whole thing. And you know, as I said on the show, you know, NASCAR should be paying Ken Squire about a million a year because he with that with that race, that 1979 race on CBS, it put NASCAR right on the map and they have never ever looked back and that broadcast was a huge huge day um probably the most important day in the life of nascar was that was that show and um obviously i'm very proud and honored to be part of it he said you know well how did it feel at the time i said well at the time you know, I, you know, you didn't know. We we didn't realize that what we were doing was going to be so dramatic, but it was. Um, it was a massive shot in the arm for for NASCAR, and um, and it's really that's all down to Ken. He's the guy that persuaded. He worked on CBS for years. You mm. got to do NASCAR. You got to do NASCAR. And and Dale Junior obviously um, appreciates that fact and feels that himself. But it was, it was, a, it was a, a very enjoyable show. It, uh, I just feel terrible that I forgot to mention on it. 
about the upcoming show with Lee Diffie, myself, <coughs> and Steve Matchett, which we're doing in Charlotte on December the 2nd, the day after the last Grand Prix. We're doing a night at the races at the Booth Theatre in um, in Charlotte, North Carolina. And, oh, God, I mean, I said to them, don't worry, I'm gonna, I'll am gonna, i give it a good plug on the tail. And I, so, and, I, and I never did. I couldn't believe it. Nor could Lee Diffie. He's going to have my guts for Carthus when he sees me next. So, um, but, yeah, terrible business. But it was good fun to be with Dale. Um, very good. All right. Well, we certainly appreciate you coming on the show this year, and hopefully we can do it again next year. I hope so, indeed. Only two races to go in the Grand Prix season. Lewis Hamilton, as we know, is six-time world champion. And I'm over here in England, and they still don't appreciate him, I don't think, like they should. And um, everybody over here is clamoring for him to be a knight, to be Sir Lewis Hamilton, Sir Lewis Hamilton, like we've got Sir Sterling Moss and, and right. Sir Jackie Stewart, and Sir Jack Bradman, for that matter, um, in motor racing. And we've got lots of knights in cricket and soccer and tennis, um, you know, everything, tiddlywinks, darts. <laughs> <laughs> but but they weren't knights, um, Lewis, and he's already achieved twice what any other driver's achieved, British driver, that is. Well, is that, and, isn't, something, isn't that something you do after he's done, retired, or do you... Well, not always. I mean, Andy Murray is Sir Andrew Murray, Sir Andy Murray, and he's still playing tennis. Okay. Um, I mean, yes, a lot of people have put that forward as an excuse, and a lot of people have put forward the excuse that he's a tax exile, but then, you know, uh, Sir Jackie Stewart got a knighthood, and he lived in Switzerland. Yep. Um, Rod Stewart, Sir Rod Stewart, lives has lived in Los Angeles for, I don't know, 40 years. Uh-huh. Um, so, yeah, because I'm not Sir David Hobbs either, but um, <laughs> not quite the same Not quite the same league as, as, as Lewis uh-huh. Hamilton. But anyway, I'll, I'll talk to you after that show. All right, very good, David. We look forward to chatting with you again. Thanks for coming on the show this year, and we'll we'll see you when you come back over uh, when you make that trip across the pond. Okay, Steve, get your scarf, hat, and gloves out. See <laughs> we'll, you later. Okay. We'll, all right, thanks, David. That was David Hobbs on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. Looking to buy, build, renovate, or refinance in 2019? Look no further and call Great Midwest Bank today. Great Midwest Bank providing simply local common-sense lending to your community since 1935. We're going to talk more IndyCar racing with George Phillips from the oilpressure.com blog coming up next on the Final Inspection Show. This is Final Inspection with Steve Zockey. Presented by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove on 105.7 FM, The Fan. Welcome back to the Final Inspection Show, brought to you by legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove, along with David Hobbs Honda. Joining us on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline, it is George Phillips from OilPressure.com blog. Welcome to the show again, George. Uh, thank you. I appreciate you having me back on. Well, thanks. Uh, we appreciate you coming on. And, of course, obviously the big news of the week was uh, the Roger Penske news of him purchasing the uh, not only the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, which is huge, but also the IndyCar series in itself. And uh, you know, we've been talking uh, with, with a few others earlier today about the effects on the, on the Speedway itself, but I'm kind of curious to get your, since you, you, you do cover the series, well, what's your opinion of uh, what, what kind of changes do you think we could see possibly in the IndyCar series in itself? Um, so far as change, I don't know how many changes you're going to see for 2020, but... 
Uh, I think everybody's been talking about all the wonderful improvements and all how great this is going to be for the Indianapolis 500, which I think it will be. But I think the biggest beneficiary of this transaction is going to be the NTT IndyCar series. Um, I just think because I think there's a lot more room for improvement. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think that is where, uh, Mr. Penske is going to have his biggest challenges, um, lost in all this, uh, hoopla on Monday. Uh, I think over the weekend, or maybe it was even Monday itself, but there was a, an article that is now buried that says that, uh, Honda is strongly considering looking at NASCAR. And if Honda goes to NASCAR, uh, I'm not sure they're going to be in IndyCar, and that will be a big blow. And so I think one of the first things on his radar is to keep Honda. Yep. And uh, I think if – and the other thing is, you know, I, I, I it, it's been talked about widely for the last year and a half about getting a, a third manufacturer – in the IndyCar series, which would be very beneficial. And I don't think there's anybody better to do that, you know, would be in a position to do that than Roger Penske, who, who's worked with pretty much every manufacturer throughout his career, dating back to American Motors, you know, in, in the early 70s. He's worked with Chevy, he's worked with Ford, he's worked with Toyota, Honda, he's worked with everybody. And, you know, Roger is that kind of person. He doesn't burn bridges. And yeah. so he, you know, there's, there's a guy who on this, you know, I mean, that must be one hell of an iPhone he must have with a, with a directory of people in that thing. I mean, just I think, um, he can dial up pretty much anybody and, and, you know, you know, they're going to take his call. I heard somebody speaking earlier, uh, younger listeners may not understand the reference, but just imagine the size of his Rolodex. Right. Um, and and I, I think that's another area where the series is really going to benefit uh, just his relationships. Like you say, he does not burn bridges. And Mark Miles knows his way around a boardroom, don't, don't get me wrong. But even Mark Miles in one of these press conferences, he said that uh, you – call and you hope to that you eventually get the right person to pick up the phone well roger can short circuit that yep um and 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 it's true i mean i don't know of anybody living or dead that has the vast network of of business relationships that that roger pisky does and i think that can do nothing but help the series in so many ways i think um uh as you said, bringing in a, a third engine, engine manufacturer, possibly even a fourth. Who knows? I mean, I, uh, I think a lot of manufacturers that are, had originally said no to Jay Fry and Mark Miles might now be rethinking that. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it, it's I, – I mentioned this to, to David Hobbs in the previous segment about, you know, media functions where, you know, he would come over to the table and say hi to everyone. And I'm sure you've been at some of these same media functions where, you know, Roger is one of these guys, he's not presumptuous in any way. He, he's, he's so approachable. And you've seen, you know, we, we, we've seen this also at the track too, 
uh, whether it's in the paddock or, you know, fans coming up to him and saying hi. And, and he's very, very, very approachable. And, and you know, it, it's he, – he's – uh, he's a different guy. He, you know, there's there's people. You know, when they walk in their room, you kind of notice them, and he's one of those people, isn't he? Oh yeah, most definitely. And and I'll I'll share a story with you. Um, a few years ago, uh, I was needing to move some furniture for my son, and what did I rent? I rented a Penske truck. And while I was filling out the paperwork, I was talking to the guy who actually was the general manager of the facility and somehow, you know, Roger Pinsky's name came up and, and he had nothing but high praise for them. He said that he, he has gone to functions that Roger Pinsky was there. And the same thing that David Hobbs said, he would go around from table to table and introduce himself, talk a little bit about it. And, uh, it's, it's, it's just incredible. And so, um, my only concern, and I know this is this is everybody has said this, but I just wish he had done this ten years ago, um, because uh, you can't ignore uh, the age factor. Right. And, it, go ahead. Well, so you know they they were mentioning that, and he said, "Well, the timing wasn't right." You know that that he 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 didn't really have the means to do it. And we know Roger's not going to make a business move unless it makes sense for him. And now he's in the position to do it. But the other thing is, the other you know situation was the Holman Group wasn't ready to do it. So yeah, I certainly understand that. Yeah, we certainly wish this could have been made ten years ago, but you know at least but, it's made uh, now. It's made now, and I, I and everybody has said this throughout this week that there's nobody. This is the the best case scenario possibly, and. Tony George said at the press conference the other day, uh, as, as a family business, we had taken this thing as as far as we can. Mm-hmm. And I think everybody's thinking about the Indianapolis Motor Speedway when it says that. But I think that statement applies even more to IndyCar. Uh, I, I don't think that IndyCar was getting the needed support from Holman and company that, that it, it, it desperately deserved uh, because it needs bolstering. And I don't think there's any question about that. And, and yes, it's great for the 500. I love it for the 500, but I think the IndyCar series is what is where the benefits are going to be reaped. Yeah. It, it's certainly going to be an exciting next couple of years uh, for the IndyCar series and the Indianapolis motor speedway. So, George, uh, what's the latest at uh, oilpressure.com? Uh, well, <laughs> this has certainly given given me plenty to talk about uh, over the last couple of days. And um, and one thing that I do, want, and I mentioned this in my article that I posted on, uh, on Friday, was that uh, one thing that kind of lost in all this is where does Doug Bowles fit in? I've heard mm-hmm. that Jay Fry and Mark Miles fit into his plans, but... Uh, I haven't. I have not heard the same from, about Doug Bowles. Do you? What What have you heard? Uh that that remains to be seen. You know, and there there's been two. I you know I've I love Doug. You know, I I'll, you know full full uh, disclosure here. I've 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 known Doug for about twenty some years, uh, dating back to uh, with uh, Tom Beeler, who I had on earlier, 
uh, back to our CompuServe days, uh, back when we had a racing page, all of us together. So, uh, you know, I, I've, Doug is, is, is a, um, he, he's, there, there's, there's a group, and I don't necessarily agree with this, that think that feels he's a little, a little too into self-promotion. Whereas I think he's putting a face on the speedway by doing that and getting out and meeting the people. So and there's, I absolutely and, agree. And, and and with with there's also a group that thinks that doesn't like the Christmas lights at the speedway and doing this all all this other stuff. And I've been on both sides of this. I I've been on the promotion side at the Milwaukee Mile, and and, and you know it's you want to his his theory is get the people to the speedway. If it's not for a race, it's for something else. And if you're if you've been somewhere, and the opportunity comes, so you want to to go there again, you're going you're more apt to go back there if you've been there before. So his his theory is, if if you've been out there for Christmas lights or you've been out there for a concert, there's a better chance for you if if the opportunity is for you to go out there for an IndyCar race or the Brickyard 400 or whatever, you're going to take that opportunity. Right. So I understand where he's coming from. I, I Whatever happens to Doug, I know he's on land on his feet. He's a tireless worker, but he's been certainly good for the Speedway, and it, it'll be interesting to see what happens. I do too, and I, and I think it would be a mistake. Uh, Roger Penske doesn't make too many mistakes, so I'm being optimistic, but – uh, I tend to agree with you that he's a, I don't think he's in self-promotion. I think he's in speedway promotion mode. Yep. I've, I've been to the Christmas lights twice. And my question is, what else are you going to do with that acreage during December? Exactly. So, exactly. And, you know, people enjoy it and not everything, you know, unfortunately, not, not, not everything can be geared towards the six year old guy that goes to Charlie Brown's on Sunday morning. I'll leave it. That's true. That. Um, <laughs> And I, I know you're going to ask me questions, but I got a question for you. Do you see any? Uh, you mentioned the Milwaukee Mile. Um, do you think it might have uh, new life as an IndyCar race now that uh, Roger Penske's on board? Well, I certainly do. And and Robin Miller wrote an interesting article about the the ratings that the Milwaukee in general has has one of the highest ratings, television ratings for IndyCar racing. And it's been a situation where uh, it's 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 been a bad situation of the promotion and the people. Uh, you know, I, when when I worked there, we I worked with uh, before I worked up to the this last one with the Andretti Group, but I worked with four promotion groups and three within four years. At the end, I came in with the Haas organization, and it's it, so there. I like I like to brag a little bit that nobody ever had problems with the operational side of it or the promotion side. It was always on the kind of the money side of it. That's where the issue mm-hmm. always had been with. So, you know, I I think if 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 they're, if they're if they're able to bring Gateway back and Gateway is very strong, kind of proves what you can do that you you can have a successful oval track race. And you know, I think yeah. Yeah. if they follow the if they follow what Gateway has done, I think. Milwaukee will be fine, and I think the state has realized that it, it, they need to be a partner and not a landlord. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. So, well, I hope so. But um, overall, I'm excited. Uh, when I first heard the news, it was as everyone disbelief, and um, you know, had a few 
concerns on the negative side went through my mind briefly, but I quickly taught myself out of those. And I'm, I'm very excited with, with what the, the future holds with Roger Pinsky at the helm. Should be interesting, George. We certainly appreciate you coming on the show. Look forward to chatting with you again. Sounds good. Thanks, Steve. All right, make sure to check out George Phillips and his, uh, all his good stuff at oilpressure.com. Joining us next, Dennis Michelson on the Final Inspection Show. Final Inspection. Final Inspection. Now, Dennis Michelson of D-Mike Media is here to give us the inside track on NASCAR and the world of short track racing. And welcome back to the Final Inspection Show, brought to you by legendary Great Lakes Dragway and Union Guru. Joining us once again on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline, Dennis Michelson, D-Mike Media. Dennis, welcome to the show. D-Man, I am going to uh, give you a little compliment, young man. This is the reason we need motorsports shows on radio. When big events happen, like the sale of the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, and you can get the list of guests that you had on today, to cover it inside and out from the financial with Tim Frost, from the, the media side with uh, you know Tom Beeler, George Phillips, David Hobbs. This is what makes this show fantastic. Well, I certainly appreciate that, Dennis, and you're certainly a part of that too. And, uh, you know, with the, with the Penske purchase, you know, is, is could we maybe see another racing family leave the sport soon? Yeah, that was my first thought because I've watched, and, and Tim talked about this earlier on the show, about ISC taking their tracks private, and SMI did the same thing. And I just think there's going to be this huge mammoth sale coming up, and we're going to see a change of the complete racing landscape. You know, I live about an hour and 20 minutes away now, from Indianapolis, and around here, this was earth-shattering news. The thing that shocked me about this whole move is that outside of a brief mention in sports media, it didn't make the news to me. That's more of a sign of where we are with racing having become a real niche sport in this country. Yeah, and, yeah, and of course, uh, NASCAR is in Phoenix this weekend. We spoke with Jeff Orlowski early in the show on that, but I wanted to bring that uh, come bring that around again uh, towards the end here. And uh, I, we were texting each other earlier, and you said, uh, you know, Phoenix is kind of like a like a game six. Uh, and kind of, can you, can you elaborate on that? Yeah, it, there's some guys here that, you know, they don't need the win, but boy, it sure would help. And right. there's other guys that are desperate for the win to get into this final four. And it just sort of dawned on me this week that. We always talk about Game 7 moments that NASCAR was striving with for this, this chase situation. This reminds me of Game 6 of the World Series where, you know, a team didn't have to win, but they let the other guys back in by losing okay, the yeah. game. And, and that's where I can see Kyle Busch struggling because Kyle needs a win. You know, it's ever since the, you know, the JGR would not let the GOAT into the press conference And, and that's where this could get crazy. 
that game six moment where Kyle Busch doesn't have to win, but he better. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if, uh, let's say, you know, someone like Chase Elliott, you know, starts dominating the race. We're like two thirds in, you know, into the race. He's leading, and you know, if he just keeps what he's doing, he's going to get locked in. And how desperate do some of these other teams get who are battling? Especially if you're if with if you're within sight, or you know, just a couple the next car, or you know, how how strategy plays, and even you know, roughhousing on the track. How how could that play into this, uh, you know, that last segment of the race on Sunday? Well, we've seen it before years ago in a different format, but we saw Jeff Gordon and Clint Boyer get into it out mm-hmm. there at Phoenix and, and lead to uh, one of the more memorable runs across the uh, the garage area of all time. But, no, it's, it's going to be a, a really crazy race, just like, you know, uh, you, you know, the Polish pipe bomb said earlier, I'm not a big fan of this format. But it is what it is, and it's right. what we've got. And, and this sort of an arrangement is set up for it, because otherwise Kyle Busch and Joey Logano would be cruising their way in if there was just points that count. But the fact that the win and your end thing, with guys like Denny Hamlin and Chase Elliott, who have a legitimate shot at this track of winning, and Denny Hamlin, this track owes him one, because remember years ago he lost the championship here when he had a bad race at Phoenix, when he just about had the, the championship locked up, and he and he gave one away. But, you know, I don't think Ryan Blaney and Kyle Larson, I think it would take something sort of tricky with uh, pit strategy or just, you know, one of those weird things to get those guys in victory lane. But Chase Elliott and Denny Hamlin have a real good shot. But this week I'm kind of picking Kyle Busch. I just think he's going to realize that his back is up against the wall. If he wants to win this championship, he's going to need a win to make sure he can get it done. And it'll be interesting to see. You can't really do much at Texas, but this track perhaps maybe, you know, like I told Jeff, I'm going to be wearing my ABL T-shirt, anybody but Logano. (laughs) But could we see maybe uh, Eric Amarola take a shot at him this weekend? Yeah, that's a good possibility. And this is actually a good track for Eric Amarola. Uh, on front stretch uh, this week, that was my pick. That was my long shot pick of the week, was uh, picking Eric Almarola to win this. But maybe he decides that instead of winning a race and having sort of just a win, uh, he can get revenge. It, it, it might be interesting. We might see uh, a little bit of uh, excitement. And maybe we'll get another fight after the race. But hopefully this time we get a real fight, not just pushing and shoving. Yeah, it's uh, well. Who, who's your who's your pick? Uh, who's your pick for the Xfinity and the Cup race? Who do you like? Christopher Bell because he's the only guy that I can remember that's still running that series. <laughs> I have had such a disinterest in that series, only to be you know compounded by the truck series when you know I see guys listed up on the thing and I think is that Barnaby Jones race and all that, <laughs> and, and then. And the you know, Mr. Freeze is racing against Dusty Rhodes, the American Dream. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I'm I'm just not as into the Xfinity and the Truck Series anymore because the style of racing, the the, the quality of racing has gone down so much. Cup is still exciting. Cup still gets my attention. I watched the truck race last night, but or 
you know, when I when I got home from the, the hockey game that we called uh, for the Danville Dashers, I, I watched the replay of the race, and, and that put me right to sleep, so I had to rewatch <laughs> it this morning. But, uh, you know, it just isn't as exciting of a brand of racing as it used to be, and that's why the television ratings are suffering, and that's why the attendance is, is pitiful now. And, you know, NASCAR's kind of brought that on themselves, with all these uh, these guys that, you know, don't excite the fans. Well, who do you like in the Cup Series? In the Cup Series, I'm taking Kyle Busch. Kyle I Bush. think when his back goes up against the wall, I think he's going to get it done. He's actually been very, very strong here the last five races. He's uh, got a big, big point spread over the next uh, best guy. All right, very good, Dennis. What's the latest at Do You Make Media? Oh, we're having fun on the uh, – Side with fake pigskin, the NASCAR side with frontstretch.com. And of course, you got to fear the deer because the Danville Dashers play in the big Watertown Wolves, and we're calling that game. And you can watch it live on uh, YouTube, our YouTube channel uh, with the Danville Dashers. So, having a good time, and of course, getting ready for the racetrack business conference with Mr. Tim Frost. But I have to correct him. He's the host. I'm just the moderator of that. <laughs> hey, question for you. Uh, with Jacoby Brissett out for the Colts uh, tomorrow, Brian Hoyer in, is he a viable start in your football league? Yeah, you know, I've got that decision in one league, and uh, I'm actually going away from from that, and uh, I'm just, I am just haven't even figured out who I'm rolling the dice with yet. In one other league where I had that, uh, that dilemma, I started Derek Carr, and I'm, I'm relieved that I picked him up to start him because uh, I'm not looking for great things from Hoyer. I think they'll be run, run, run heavy uh, and even more run heavy. Well, what about, uh, uh, you know, two guys that are that are available in a lot of leagues is that the pick of a game, that's the Jets and the Giants, Daniel Jones. <laughs> you know, I, 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 I mean, are those are those two quarterbacks viable? Danny Dimes has got a shot at putting some, some good points up on the board because that Jets defense is Okay, so that, that you Daniel Jones over Brian Hoyer. I'm gonna lukewarm go that way, but I'm one team where I really uh, want to win all my games. I would still relate to have Scotty Mahomes back this week. Yeah. Okay. Very good, Dennis. All right, we're losing your phone. Well, thanks for joining us, and we'll talk to you next week. All right. Take care. All right. Coming up next on the Final Inspection Show, Eddie Lapine from RacingNation.com. We can get our final predictions. Coming up next on the Final Inspection Show. Welcome back to the Final Inspection Show, brought to you by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove, along with our friends at David Hobbs Honda, joining us on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline from RacingNation.com. Eddie Lapine, welcome to the show, sir. Eddie. Did we lose? Oh, we lost Eddie. Well, let's see. We'll try and get Eddie back up on the, on the phone here. And... Uh, well, let's see here. Let's do uh, predictions. My predictions for the race. I am going to go with Chase Elliott. 
I think Chase Elliott is the guy. And then uh, let's go with uh, Christopher Bell. Christopher Bell in the Xfinity series. Uh, let's see here if we can bring up uh, Eddie once again. Get his predictions and his reaction, of course, this week to the. Uh, is that him on the line? Let's bring back Eddie. Eddie. Can you hear us? Eddie. Yeah, there I don't know go. what happened. I think you. I think Steve hung up on me. Oh, I would never do such a thing. Welcome to the show, Eddie Lapine. Hey. So what was what was your reaction to the big news this week with Penske in Indianapolis? Was that a surprise well, to you? I think it's no. I mean, well, yeah, I think it caught everybody off guard because there was no rumblings about it. They kept it pretty hush hush. I thought it was. Uh, it's an incredible step uh, forward for you know IndyCar racing and racing and. When uh, Roger puts his stamp on the uh, in the uh, Indianapolis uh, Motor Speedway, I think it's it's huge. It's between a big between the two organizations, including Roger Penske, Tony George, Mark Miles, there is only eight people involved in this transaction for the you know the thumbnail sketch in that. I thought that was pretty pretty interesting. That's why they were able to keep it under wraps, and mm-hmm. uh, it's it's like. It, you know, it's secrets nowadays are very hard to keep, and uh, you know, yeah, a tip of the hat to them to keeping this thing underneath their hat. Uh, and yeah, uh, it, it, it's it, it makes sense now, but there was always speculation of Penske buying the track, but the timing, you know, you would hear some. I was telling uh, you know earlier in the show, there's so many you hear these rumors all the time, and you just get immune to them. Okay, here we go again. The track is being sold again, but you know what? When when you get the email from the Speedway itself saying, "Hey, we're having a press conference. Penske's buying the track," it's, you certainly sit up and take notice, don't you? Well, not only that, but I mean, you know, it it just rang around the world. I mean, it's yeah. huge. I mean, it's the biggest facility. It's the biggest one day show uh, in the world when it comes to racing. So, I mean, to have Roger, you know, I think there was a lot of joking around talking about. Uh, he needed a bigger trophy room for yeah. all his trophies at Indianapolis. I think I saw that, and I think it's great. It's great for motorsports. I you'll see more people in the world of you know in business that are going to step up to the plate and want to be involved in yeah. sponsorship. I think it's going to be huge. It is going to be huge. All right, real quick, uh, who's your prediction for the Cup race? Harvick. Harvick. And what about, do you want to go Christopher Bell like everybody else in the Xfinity race? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> All right. <Yeah>. All right. <laughs> Make it easy. All right. Well, we certainly pre- appreciate you coming on the show. Any final thoughts on this, uh, on, on, on the week it was in auto racing? No, I think that we're going to just, the ramifications of this is going to be huge, and it's all going to be positive things um, all right. in the motorsports world. All right, well, Eddie, we certainly appreciate you joining the show. I'd like to thank everybody else for joining the show, including Dennis Michelson from D-Mike Media, George Phillips from TheOilPressure.com, uh, David Hobbs, of course, Tom Beeler from uh, Racing Information Services, and uh, Jeff Orlowski and Timothy Frost. Fun show. Mayor Mitch, thank you for uh, co-hosting. You bet. LSU and Alabama show. coming up here in just a couple of minutes on The Fan. All right, thanks for listening.
This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.